Welcome in, everybody. How are you? I'm Pete Mundo. Can you believe it? We're getting ready for week four of the Big 12 football season, the college football season for that matter. And we have got a bad bet, a lock, and an underdog heading into week four of the Big 12 Conference. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is where you find us covering the Big 12 Conference each and every day right here on the show. Appreciate you hopping on. Thanks for joining us. And my goodness, conference play is here. That's right. Conference play, yes. Oh, let's go. All right, so I have been doing this now uh, for the past three weeks. We nailed last week, by the way. I gave you a bad bet to avoid. I gave you a lock, and I gave you an underdog. And I nailed them all. I'm just going to say we're on a bit of a hot streak here, okay? My lock was West Virginia last week. I said, take West Virginia. Neil Brown has got to desperately win this game if he wants any chance at keeping that job. My underdog was Wyoming plus 28 against Texas. And my bad bet was Kansas State minus five at Mizzou. I got a ton of flack for that pick. But hey, I nailed it. I'm just going to... I. I Geez, my arm's been hurting me all week because I've been patting myself on the back so much. But, I, you know... I got that one. So I'm feeling good about things right now. So let's start off with my underdog of the week for week four in the Big 12 Conference. My underdog of the week is BYU. I'm going to buy a half a point plus 10 on the road against Kansas. Now this, this might seem like a classic sucker bet. BYU is coming off, you know, this great comeback win at Arkansas, SEC team. Kansas was on the road against Nevada. Didn't look all that good. There wasn't a lot of juice there. Uh, So you might feel like, hey, that's a sucker bet, Pete. I mean, everyone's going to fall for BYU. But sometimes you just got to go with your gut. Sometimes you have to go with your gut and you have to go against what the wise guys are doing. And I'm because I'm forthright and honest with you guys, there appears to be a lot of big money coming in on Kansas here. The line opened up at KU minus eight, and now it's up to KU minus nine and a half, despite the fact that the majority of the bets are on BYU, because a lot of people are thinking the way I am. So that always makes me nervous when the bigger money is on the opposite side of where I am. So I'm being forthright with you when I tell you there is big money on the other side of this game favoring KU. But I'm looking at this, and I'm saying to myself for a second, I'm saying, okay, um, KU had its issues against Nevada. I really don't know how good Illinois was. They look great against Illinois in week two, but how good is Illinois? That that remains to be seen. Um, and you know, BYU, I think, is not getting enough credit here going into this game. I, I, I believe Kansas has much improved. And Kansas could be the shocker in the Big 12, maybe one of the shockers in college football this season, even more so than last year. But BYU especially in that game last week, is playing some good football, more so on the defensive side of the ball. BYU is now fourth in the Big 12 in defensive efficiency. That alone is worth looking at and saying, okay, are we not taking this team seriously enough? They're stopping the run very well um, on, when it comes to passing defense. Not as strong there, but they're doing a good job overall on that side of the ball. And that should not be overlooked. When you look at what this team is capable of, they've been... Uh, you know, able to take that defense, get to the quarterback when needed, 
so they're they're doing a a pretty good job. It's not always showing up in the box score, but I like a lot of what I've seen. They want to make a good first impression on the road in Big 12 country. And I think they're going to be running on, uh, not running on fumes. They're going to be running on adrenaline going into this game. It's two tough road trips in a row, but BYU covering 10 points. This is not, you know, Cincinnati jumping up from group of five to power five play. It's a BYU team that is used to playing power five teams, usually out of the Pac-12. So they're not going to be intimidated by this scene at KU on Saturday afternoon. They'll be just fine with that part of it. And I believe they cover the 10 points. I'd buy the half a point if you're seeing nine and a half, but BYU plus 10 is my underdog pick of the week this week in the Big 12. My bad bet of the week. I wouldn't touch Cincinnati plus 14 against Oklahoma. I would stay far away from that game. This is not last year's Oklahoma team. The defense is starting to look like a Brent Venables defense, by the way. I mean, in a big way. You like to see that. Um, They are all over the field. They're not missing tackles. They're doing a very good job. And Oklahoma's offensive line has also done a very good job. Only giving up one sack in three games. Meantime, that's where Cincinnati's going to have to make its living, right? Cincinnati's strength is its defensive front and the front seven. I don't think they're going to get to Dylan Gabriel in this game. And if they don't get to Dylan Gabriel, it is going to be a long afternoon for Cincinnati. Very long afternoon. So I I like Oklahoma in this game. I like them big. And I would stay away from Cincinnati uh, plus 14 in this one. And just looking at some of the other numbers. I, I mean, Oklahoma is the number one offensive efficiency team in the Big 12 by a mile over Kansas. And defensively, they're third behind Iowa State and UCF in defensive efficiency. Uh, Now, they haven't played anybody. I understand that. And I made that point on Sunday and on Monday in both of those shows. So I get that, and I'm on board with that, and I understand that. But I also am questioning what exactly Cincinnati is. You know, that Miami of Ohio loss, it's easy to sit there and say, well— I mean, come on. It, it was They were looking ahead to OU. Well, maybe they were, but maybe they're just what we thought they were, which is a theme that's going to take some time to get to Big 12 contention. That win against Pittsburgh looks less impressive by the week. I mean, no offense, but Pitt losing to Cincinnati and West Virginia in back-to-back weeks says a lot more about Pittsburgh than it does Cincinnati or West Virginia right now. If we're being fair here, Pitt looks awful. So I can't sit here and say, well, you know, the Pitt win. I, I, I don't think the Pitt win's that good. And then what, Eastern Kentucky in week one. So I have a lot of questions as to what this Cincinnati team is. I've liked them. I've said as much the first couple of weeks. But OU looks completely different from a year ago. This does not look like the Oklahoma team that... Um, you know, we saw last year that struggled throughout the season, especially once Big 12 play began. It's a different OU team. Maybe you got some questions about the running back, but the running backs, I should say, the rushing attack. But that's, you know, I think that's going to come together for OU. And that is really being nitpicky based on what you've seen thus far from this team. So I would stay far away from Cincinnati plus 14. Uh, That is my bad bet of the week that I would avoid. 
going into the weekend. Now, my lock of the week. This might surprise you. And this might be my worst pick of the season. Because both of these teams look terrible in their own ways. But my lock for week four in the Big 12 Conference. Iowa State, minus three, at home, against Oklahoma State. Now, these teams are both coming off awful losses. Oklahoma State at home to South Alabama. Iowa State on the road against Ohio. They both cannot score to save their lives, right? So they are both at the bottom of the Big 12 in scoring so far this season. Here's the difference. Defensively, Iowa State has been darn good. They are number one in the Big 12 Conference in defensive efficiency so far this season. You know what Oklahoma State is? Last in defensive efficiency. Oklahoma State is also dead last in offensive efficiency. They are at the bottom of the Big 12 in both of those categories. The Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yes, Mike Gundy's team. Now, uh, some of us, and I'm a fan of Mike Gundy, but I don't know how or when he turns this thing around, especially going up against what's going to be by far the best defense he's seen this season on their home field in conference play against a team that is desperate to bounce back, that had a head coach that, you know, lost his cool after the game in that viral moment where a fan, you know, told him he was on the hot seat and he turned around. And Campbell's apologized for that. Whatever, it's fine. He's a human being. But those guys are going to come out lit in front of the home crowd for Big 12 play on Saturday afternoon. And I'm not saying they're going to score a lot of points because they've been incapable of scoring as well. But I think against this OSU defense, they can. And I think they're going to be home. You know, they had a lot of players missing last week with that food poisoning. Rocco Beck played at quarterback, but he was dealing with it too. And I think by Iowa State standards, they are going to light it up on Saturday against just an Oklahoma State team that doesn't look anywhere close to the teams that we've seen from Mike Gundy in the past. I mean, it is, uh, it is bad looks right now for this team and this program. So that's my, yeah, I know some of you are going to be surprised, but that is my lock of the week in the Big 12, believe it or not. Woo, boy, I just, I can't wait. Conference play is here. I'm fired up. I hope you are as well. Now hit that uh, thumbs up button if you're watching the show. That helps us tremendously. Continue to grow it here at heartlandcollegesports.com. Thanks for being a part of it. And um, as always, subscribe. That helps us tremendously, too, as we keep building on YouTube and the podcast and everywhere else. And uh, I think we're, what, 17, 18 away from 700 reviews or 700 uh, ratings on iTunes. So could you give us that five-star review and help us out here? That'd be great. We'd appreciate that. Hit that thumbs up, baby. Let's go. So that's my rundown. I'll give you the other picks as well here. I'm going to pick every game because a lot of you want me to pick every game. But if you're just joining the show, my underdog of the week in the Big 12 is BYU plus 10. My bad bet of the week is Cincinnati plus 14 against Oklahoma. And my lock of the week is Iowa State minus three against Oklahoma State. Some of you might say it's crazy. I don't think it is. Because I don't think Oklahoma State is good at anything right now on the football field. They don't even know who the quarterback is. Now, for the other games. Now, you can't hold me to these because you guys wanted me to pick every game against the spread. So, I will do it. All right? 
But the only ones I'm counting week to week are the bad bet, the lock, and the underdog. And we went 3-0 and on those last week as well, in case you're just joining us. We nailed them, 3-0 and last week. All right, so the rest of the games. Um, I'm going SMU plus 6.5 at TCU. SMU, you know, I think they're better than people give them credit for. I think TCU is still trying to figure things out. Uh, this is um, a great rivalry. SMU has pulled off, obviously, surprises in recent years. And I think that TCU is still trying to figure out who it is. So I'm going to go SMU plus 6.5 in that game. Texas Tech and West Virginia. Mountaineers are coming off a huge win last week, of course, in the backyard brawl against Pitt. They're home, but man, Texas Tech needs this game desperately. Joey McGuire had Big 12 title expectations this year, and now this team is 1-2. and two. Good win, fine. It was Tarleton State last week. Uh, you started off 0-2, Wyoming and Oregon. You got to bounce back, and I'd have a very short leash with Tyler Shuck. Baron Morton. Looked like the better quarterback last week. He's shown flashes of that uh, during his time in Lubbock. I would have a very short leash on Tyler Shuck if it's not working early. So I'm I'm rolling Texas Tech in that game. Uh, on the road, I know, tough spot in Morgantown. But give me the Red Raiders minus six in that one um, on Saturday afternoon. The other Big 12 games. Well, there's two, uh, three others I got to give you here. Houston and Sam Houston. So the, the Cougars lost last week to TCU. Dana Olgerson has got to get this thing figured out sooner rather than later. He called the offense embarrassing, and he's right about that. Well, I, here's the thing, all right? Sam Houston State has hung in there. Sam Houston, excuse me. They've hung in there. They lost to BYU 14-0. They lost to Air Force 13-3. Now, you can look at this two ways. The defense has been good. The offense has been putrid. I mean, just horrific. They've scored three points all season. So, for that reason alone, I believe Dana Holgerson knows he's got it. I mean, he cannot struggle this week against Sam Houston. He just can't. He's got to whip those guys in the shape. He's got to get them on track. They had some early drops last week they can't have. Um, the defense has to build up a little confidence, and this is the time to do it. I don't know if it's pretty. I, I don't. But something like 24 to 10 gives them a cover of 12 points. And maybe that's crazy to roll with Dana Holgerson, but I'm going to do it. I'm going Dana Holgerson and the uh, Houston Cougars minus 12 against Sam Houston on Saturday night. Uh, two other games here. Texas and Baylor. Man, this is one of those games where you want to say, oh, Baylor has got to have the game of its life. You, you want to make the case for Baylor to, on its home field, in front of its home crowd, with as bad to mediocre as they've been this year, you want this to be the moment when Baylor and Dave Aranda just says, for the last time we play Texas in what could be decades, we want to show out. We want to look like the better team. We want to pull off this win for our fan base in a game that people are going to remember for years to come. That's, that's what you'd like the storyline to be if you're a Baylor fan. And let's be honest, if you're a fan of any other Big 12 team, that's not Texas. But someone's got to show me how that ends up happening. 
Someone's got to show me a pathway based on what these two teams have done this year to suggest there's any opportunity for that to take place. I can't find it. I, I, I don't know how we come to that conclusion of saying Baylor is going to beat Texas. I, I don't see it. I mean, this Texas team, I know they struggled against Wyoming, and maybe Alabama's not the Alabama team that we thought they were based on what happened against USF, but they also played the backup quarterback. That didn't work out. So there's a lot of other storylines there. Texas is the far superior team. Uh, Baylor, I mean, the way they played this year, Texas State was a disaster. Even this past game against LIU, you see the score 30-7. to That was not a good performance from Baylor in front of the home crowd against an FCS opponent. There was nothing pretty about that for the Baylor Bears. I don't know. You know, someone asked me this week, they said, Pete, do you think Dave Aranda's on the hot seat if this thing gets ugly on Saturday? No, I don't think Dave Aranda's on the hot seat at all. If they go, you know, 1-8 and eight in Big 12 play, he's got a problem. He's going to go into next year with a very hot seat, as he should. But I, for Saturday, I don't see the pathway. I don't. Now, maybe it's one of those deals where these Baylor guys come out and play the game of their lives because they know this is the kind of game that they will tell their grandkids about when they're sitting all on the front porch. And I think Texas and OU are going to have games like that with these Big 12 opponents knowing that this is their last chance ever to play Oklahoma and Texas. I think that's going to happen. I just don't see it happening this weekend in Waco. I think Texas rolls to a win and covers uh, the... I'm seeing, let's see, I'm seeing 14 and a half. Gosh, I, I, I might buy the half a point to play it safe. Screw it, minus 14 and a half. I think it's a blowout. Last but not least on the uh, week, Kansas State is hosting UCF. So this game has moved around a lot when it comes to the spread. This game has opened up as uh, K-State minus seven. It's now K-State minus four because Will Howard's status is uncertain, starting quarterback for the Wildcats. But I'm all over K-State minus four in this one, because I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, um, I I get it, you know, um, there's no doubt. Will Howard's a massive loss. You just can't deny it. That being said, let's not forget one, UCF is on its backup quarterback in Timmy McLean, who looked good against Villanova last week, but it was an FCS opponent. Now he goes up against one of the better defenses in the Big 12 in Kansas State. And if they end up going with Avery Johnson, I, this guy is, a, is I believe, going to be a rock star at quarterback for the Wildcats. Big-time prospect. The team is very high on him. Chris Kleiman made him the backup as a true freshman. That says a lot, considering how he likes to run his program. Uh, you know, I think we're forgetting that we could have backup quarterback against backup quarterback here. And while I believe that Timmy McLean's a good quarterback, I mean, high school uh, smashed a bunch of Central Florida records, went to USF, transferred to UCF before last season, dual threat guy. He brings a lot to the table. I like him. But this is UCF on the road, first game in Big 12 play in Manhattan against a very good defense. They got to deal with that offensive line as well. That, that makes it very difficult for UCF in this game. And I don't think K-State's getting enough respect coming off that Mizzou loss. And, you know, Mizzou might be one of the surprises, right? Mizzou may end up being one of the surprises in 
Big 12 play this year. But if you want to know where this game is going to be decided, it will be the UCF rushing attack, which is number one in the Big 12 right now, against the Kansas State rushing defense, which is number one in the Big 12 right now. UCF is averaging 300 yards per game on the ground. Kansas State's allowing 50 yards per game on the ground. That's where this game is going to be decided. Now, Kansas State is vulnerable through the air, as we saw last week against Missouri. So Timmy McLean, if he wants to make a name for himself, that's going to be the time to do it, through the air on Saturday against um, the Kansas State Wildcats. But I don't think K-State's getting the credit it deserves. I'm going to go K-State minus four in this game on Saturday. So those are the picks. That's what we got for this weekend. It's going to be an awesome weekend of Big 12 football. Thumbs up on YouTube. It helps us tremendously. Subscribe to the show as well. And uh, as always, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for joining us. And uh, be sure to check in on the podcast as well. we got a lot of great content coming your way. Follow us on Instagram if you're not already doing that. I pop on there once in a while with my uh, just my thoughts throughout the day with what's happening in the Big 12. So follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We're in all those places. And, of course, YouTube and the podcast. We got the free koozies for you guys. And if you are a fan of any of these teams, we have team-by-team podcasts we're launching. If you're a K-State fan, a Texas Tech fan, TCU, KU, OU, or Oklahoma State, we have team-by-team podcasts for you. Just search Heartland College Sports wherever you get your podcasts and find them there and subscribe. We want to keep building those out as well. We're just trying to find the right people. Have a great rest of your day. Go Big 12. We'll talk to you this weekend. Hit that subscribe button and take care. I'm Pete Mundo with Heartland College Sports. We cover the Big 12, and we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great rest of the day.